Good morning. It's great to be with you and thank you for joining us and listening in this morning. It's great to be able to worship together. We're continuing our series on Ecclesia, which is looking at the church. And uh, as a recap, last week I was sharing that the word, when Jesus said, I will build my church, he says, I will build my Ecclesia and the very power of hell will not prevail against it. The, this idea of church, ecclesia, that he was using at the time means to be called out of this world, out of darkness into light, and called as an individual, and then gathered together to do what? To govern, to bring government. And Jesus applied this, it was a word that was around at the day, applied it to the church. And so you and I are people that are called out from darkness into light, and I'm an individual when you're in your home and I'm here and we're scattered around in our lives. And we're also then called to come physically, spiritually and physically together to govern, to, to wield delegated authority of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that happens as we, in our homes separately and in our work life, and also as we gather together. That's the ecclesia. Paul uses the same idea when he says we are one body, many parts. When you come together, he says, to the church in Romans and Corinthians, you are the body of Christ. That's incredible. Physically, as we all draw together, it's more than a club, it's more than just friendship, and these are great things, friendship, but we are the body of Christ. And then he says, and then when you, are, when you go your own separate way, you're the many parts, the hand, the eyes, the feet, the heart. And so today, what I'd like to talk about <clears throat> is how our gathering how our coming together can fuel our scattering. How when we um, come together, physically, literally, so as I was saying, some churches say now, in-person service, actually being together, that provides the fuel, and this is the importance, and this is the power, we'll look at this in the weeks ahead, for our scattering, for living our lives out in, in our work in our leisure, it living my life day by day, in my community, my neighbourhood, my street. And uh, th that's what we're looking at uh, in the course of this morning. Some years ago, uh, I was a, as a young Christian, this is 37 years ago, and uh, some friends gave me a piece of advice. You may have heard this piece of advice that's going to come up in a moment on screen. But it's the idea that you're a coal in a fire, and when you're together, you burn. And as you come out of the fire, you glow. But if you stay out of the fire, that glow can begin to go dim. And so there's this idea. And some, some years ago, uh, I was a brand new Christian and I was in a, 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 a church and uh, I began to get you know, really busy. I was studying as an electronics engineer and I started to use, because I met in a Sunday morning meeting, I went to the Sunday evening meeting, I used part of the Sunday to um, study. I was running out of time and I didn't die, this, that, and the other. Anyway, some really great friends of mine shared that, that idea of gathering and living a life to scatter, and that I was a coal. And uh, they didn't get on to me, they loved me, supported me, and encouraged me and said, Adrian, you're a coal. When you are in the fire, when you're with us, when we're together, the Holy Spirit is there, we're worshiping Jesus together, we're, we set us each other, we're like a flame. When you come out, you're a glow, so, so that you can thrive, you can study, you can go to work, you can reach others. But if you stay out, too long, if, if, you, if you get a habit where you, you never gather together, 
then that's, that could be you know, dangerous for you. i never forget that. You may have heard of that illustration, but uh, it stayed with me. And it's something that I then uh, um, abided by the rest of my life. And it's worked well as I've been able to thrive and grow as a Christian. And really it leads us to uh, our, our main uh, verse that we want to consider this morning. It's in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25, is just this very thing about gathering and then fueling and then the gather being the fuel for the scatter. And it reads like this from the NIV. Um, Let's consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. Three things that I want to unpack that uh, uh, gives us the fuel as we come together. In coming together, we, we can flame each other we, as we worship God together. And uh, the first thing is this. Paul um, says to the Hebrew Christians, and the Hebrew Christians at that time were scattered um, around the world and under pressure, and he wanted to encourage them. He wasn't, you know, um, coming at them with a rod and telling them off. He was actually encouraging. And this few verses are words of encouragement. And the uh, first thing is this. He says, let us consider one another, how we may spur one another. Let us consider, it says in the NIV, the word there literally means be attentive to others. Um, another translation would say this, focus not only on your own life, but on others, on other, other believers. Um, another translation puts it like this, be attentive, focus, and give continuous care to watching out for one another. How about that? So that word consider carries an idea of continuous care, watching out for one another. That's been going on a lot during the lockdown period and over these six months, you know, Andrew and I have been hearing stories and meeting people, talking about how others have looked out for them and given them a gift and dropped something off, um, rung them up, reached out to them, and others are doing that for others in their community and in church life. It's incredible. It's been amazing. It's been wonderful. And this is what Paul encourages you and I to do for one another, with one another, if we're going to encourage one another um, in this idea of being ecclesia, then we've got to look out for each other. We've got to focus on one another. We've got to give continuous care to each other. You know, obviously, you know, you and I have cares. We have needs. There, there's things that we need meeting in our lives. But Paul says this, focus on others first. It's not that, you know, your cares don't matter. Of course they matter. God cares for you. He cares for you like the birds of the air. He'll feed you, said Jesus, like he, like he tends the grass. God, God cares for you. That's why Jesus said, then pray for, for your daily bread. But um, consider others first and care continually for others. It's, you know, there's a danger that we could consume. What about me? What am I going to get from this? in our society that, that we, we live in today, and it's a consumer society. God calls us to be, consider one another, and that's for each of us. And now when you do that, you will feel cared for. Is it, it, the irony is, and, and the interesting thing is this, when we consider and continuous care for others, 
we will feel cared for because others will care for us. It's amazing as that. We'll never get left out. John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy, on his inaugural speech, said this, and it, was a, it stirred the American nation to civic responsibility, caring for others. And he said this, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. It, it was a stirring, encouraging um, speech. And that brings us on to our second point, which is this. Paul says, continuously care, consider, focus on one another. What? Second point, that you may spur each other on. They'll all fit together, these three points. Second is this, spur one another on to love and good deeds, he says. To, this is the fuel to the fire. This is the fuel for good love and good deeds to reach our world that we're living as we're scattered right now. He says um, the word spur literally means to stir, to motivate, to stimulate. One translation, the, the, the uh, Amplified, says incite, and it means to stir up zeal. It's, it's as strong as that. Um, it's, the idea is, is the, the poker stirring the coals, as it were. And not to harm or hit anybody, but it's to stir, to move, to move our hearts, to encourage our minds, to, to move our souls to serving God and serving our community. And uh, that's for all of us to look out for one another in that, to love and good deeds. You know, in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, it says, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So powerful when we are together, when you can meet someone in person. It's really powerful. You pick up their body language, their spirit, their heart. You see their eyes. And there's something about as we encourage one another, as we stir one another, the idea there to motivate, to stir is to console, to challenge and to cheer. If I'm going to stir you and you're going to stir me, there'll be times when you'll console me. You'll love and say, there, there. Other times there'll be times to challenge. Yes, to challenge one another and say, are you sure that's the right thing to do? And, and, and then there'll be times to cheer. Go on, you can do this. And so there's this idea that we're to spur, to stir, to motivate each other, to love God, to love our world and to good deeds. It's, it's reaching out and so much has been going on. We commend that to you. Mother Teresa, who was a lady who knew how to love uh, she, and she knew how to stir others as well. Uh, and she, she knew what good deeds were. She lifted the dead and the dying and the broken off the streets of Calcutta. She said this, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. She knew how to stir. Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Final point is this. The third is, is, is he says, so he says, encourage each other to gather together. So there's this idea of spurring one another, considering, looking out for each other, uh, stirring, uh, focusing and stirring each other onto love and good deeds as a fuel to fuel each other's hearts. And then he says, and finally, the third thing is encourage each other as we gather together, to gather together, to assemble together. It says that some are in the habit 
of not doing so. There seems to be at that time, um, not a falling away, but a, 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 a habit of maybe not, not necessary to gather. What's, you know, there's no need to gather. We can't gather, we won't gather. You know, habits form uh, quite subtly. Things creep up. I don't know about you, but things can creep up on me and creep up on you. And uh, if, if you do something for long enough, it becomes a habit. If you stop doing something for long enough, it becomes a habit. If you start doing something for long enough, good or bad, it becomes a habit. And there are some habits that are good. And one of them is this idea of powerfully coming together, the power in coming to physically and literally coming together. The word encourage means put courage in. Encourage, put courage into each other's hearts in drawing together when we're, rather than coming to the habit of falling apart and coming away. Put courage in and we put courage in by empathising and edifying. Empathise, be sensitive. We don't go charging in and say, where are you? Why aren't you doing this? It's an empathy. It's been sensitive. The, the needs and the heart of each other, what's going on in our lives. And edify, let's build up, put courage in, in the midst of that. You know, speak the word of God into each other's hearts. Pray into each other's hearts and lives. We're encouraged to encourage one another in this drawing together. We're encouraged. It's the fuel as we come together, as we look out for one another, as we draw nigh to one another and we worship God together, uh, that we're encouraged to come together. As we close, there's, a, there's an idea of, of um, a gathering rhythm of developing a gathering rhythm. This is what Paul is saying in these three points, these three things that I've just shared and as we come to close. He's saying there, develop a gathering rhythm. Yes, you know, we will be in our lives and we share that large part of our life is our life and your life and my life and being in the community. And, but there's a, a rhythm of coming aside to be together, to then drawing and fueling to live our lives for God and Christ in our world. You know, when we come together, it's an opportunity to rest. Rest on God and rest in God. When we worship, we're, it's not just a, a club of people, that it's, it's, it's great to be around one another. We're, 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 we're similar, we have same hearts, we're in one body, one family. That's brilliant, that's amazing. But we come to rest on God and in God corporately. There's a power in that. As we worship him, as we pray in him, as we adore him together, and as we rest on God and in God and worship him, then we become renewed in heart, mind, body and spirit. The Holy Spirit renews us. We become fueled, encouraged, uh, edified, enlightened in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we rest and are renewed, as we're drawn, there's this rhythm of, of drawing together to do so, and God gave this in the, what he called the Sabbath. There is then the releasing to reach and reach out and, and go into our lives and go into your world and my world. And so God calls us to this gathering rhythm. God bless you. Thank you for listening this morning. And uh, may you know the power of the Holy Spirit in your heart and life as we seek to both gather and scatter and uh, in our own homes and uh, gathering online in real time. It's great to do that uh, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you said, Jesus, I will build my church. 
I will build my ecclesia. You'll build your gathered ones. As we literally, whether we're gathering now at this moment, in real time, in the moment, online together, you'll build your people, your church. And as we seek to gather um, physically and all around the land and the nations of the world, Christians are seeking to gather. You said, I will build my ecclesia. And then as we fuel and, and, and live our lives in our work and our world and our family, our home and our neighborhood and at my club and at my work and in my leisure, I want to live, we want to live for your glory, fueled in the power of the Holy Spirit, being your ecclesia, both gathered and scattered, built in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen.